We're live. There it is. We're back. We're beautiful. Uh, we're beautiful. We are beautiful. It's a oh, beautiful yeah. day, though. Uh, and you know what? Today we get to chat with my bro. This is awesome. Haven't seen him since episode one, but uh, we're going to do this. We're going to have a good time. Here we go. Practicing polyamory. Real life perspectives from the imperfect people of polyamory. The mission of the Practicing Polyamory podcast is to provide a platform for all of the real-life, flawed humans that practice polyamory so that we might all learn from one another and grow as a community. Enjoy the show. All right, all right. Welcome, 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 everybody. Uh, you know, I'm not going to do the whole thing. I'm just going to say, if you're joining us for the first time, Welcome. Thank you so much for hanging out with us. If you've been here for a while, then you already know we're live on Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, and Twitch every Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday, at least for the rest of this month. This month is going to be the end of season one. October 27th is our last episode, but we'll be back beginning of next year, February 1st, or, you know, as soon as close to February 1st as possible. Uh, and we'll be back for season two next year. So, uh, you know, it was really cool yesterday, bro, uh, to have a conversation after the show with what up Robbie What up, with the, uh, with the guest who was like, you know, I really enjoy what you're doing and, you know, really appreciate everything. And, uh, you know, she was like, you are coming back, right? She's like, you are coming back. I'm like, yes, yes, I'm coming back. Uh, I just need, you know, I need to take the break. Cause I'm not crazy. We were like you. on a break. <laughs> and that's where <laughs> we the have producer that would drop the line. Right. That's, that's, that's where the, he would uh, usually, yeah. Fine. We were on a break. <laughs> Go, there you go. There you go. There you go. Wrong, wrong Ross clip. But, uh, but yeah, so taking myself a little three month break. Oh, look who's on, Jeff. What's, what's up? up? Jeff? Long time. <laughs> Usually we see Jeff and we have a different background. Yeah, but, yeah, we, uh, the business bro's background. The business bro's background, the one that's over your shoulder. But, oh, uh, shoulder. yeah, yeah, that, that one there, that one there. So, uh, for anybody who is, uh, curious, check out. This guy's show, uh, at Business Bros Pod, we talk business. We just talk business, and we interview business people, and uh, he's got great questions, great guests, uh, lots of good information over on that side of the channel. Um, but damn, so here we are talking about the end of season one. And Dude, whoa, is all I got to say. Like, come Well, okay, so... We've been podcasting for quite some time, right? A little over three years. Mm -hmm. um, we've done the Business Bros shows episode like eight hundred and twenty something, right? It's it's yep. way up there. So we we took what we've learned in you know podcast number one, and it was funny because when we first started this one, like you knew before you even started, before you even recorded episode one, we were uh -huh. like, "This is a red ocean. This the is red different. Ocean. This is very niche. Blue ocean. And, uh, blue ocean. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah blue yeah, ocean." Yeah. Uh, anyways, <laughs> okay. So, really so a little bit, a little bit of background for for everybody that has no idea what the what, blue ocean. What are you talking about? We're we're, we're business people, right? So we listen to uh, a lot of of marketing folks, and when we're talking blue ocean, red ocean, it's you know when when we were doing the Business Bros Pod, there are a million and one business podcasts, but when it comes to polyamory, now somebody said you know. Somebody, I think it was Claire from Polypages was like, oh yeah, well, if you're polyamorous, you have a podcast. That's like how it is. Uh, so I didn't really know that necessarily going into it, but uh, there are definitely fewer podcasts and more of a listenership in polyamory as opposed to just general business. But it's also the way you went uh, and, and approach the show, right? So 
you know, the fact that you spend a lot of time reaching out to people in a specific community mm-hmm. uh, that also have audiences of their own. Right? I mean, yeah. you're, you're, you're talking to therapists, uh, well, a lot of therapists lot of on therapists. the show who have people who are going through a lot of the same issues that you're talking about directly on your show. So it's like a double edge. On the one hand, you get to learn all about polyamory, what it is, how it's defined, how it's defined by different people, Mm -hmm. right? How they're interacting on their day to day. And there's so many people out there that are in the exact same position that are either I have no clue. I didn't even know polyamory was a thing. I thought that was what people did in Utah, right? Like, that, that, that's, I mean, there's all kinds of stigmas. And, and, and like the lady that you had on the show the other day, she's like, oh, you know, I, I was listening to your episode and yeah, I identify with solo poly, right? And I was like, you know, first of all, for me, uh, and I'm, I was, I don't, I didn't know anything about the community prior to your show, right? Everything I've learned about poly is because I just produce your show. So things. I was going to ask you about that, actually, like, you know, over 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 the course of the last nine months that you've been sitting in the background, doing all the clips, doing all the uh, stuff down there, you know, all of the uh, subscribe rate review at Practicing Poly A, all that good stuff. Like you knew you've known for a couple of years that, you know, that I I practice polyamory, that I'm polyamorous. Like, I I don't remember exactly when I told you, but it was probably like 2017, 2018, something like that. So, like, you knew about it, but, like, you didn't really know about it. Yeah, okay, so when you said, when when you said about your lifestyle, to me, I was like, oh, okay, well, you get to date around, cool. Like, that's Uh that's all I really thought. I was like, oh, you got a girlfriend, and you tell her that you date other people, and, you know, sometimes it's cool. Like, I, I had the stereotypical of... Uh, the, the stereotype of, of, oh, so your job is to get a girl and maybe two at the same time, dude, player status, right? Like that's, that's, <laughs> that's what I thought about it at first. I, you know, I didn't, I had no clue what it was, but that's the impression that I got when you first told me, oh, I am polar amorous. I was like, oh, okay, well, I don't exactly know what that means, but okay. So you're dating more people. That, right. that was it. Right. But being producer on the show and listening to a lot of the stuff that, that people talk about, uh, it, it's made things like clear and unclear at the same time, right? Like clear and unclear. So the, the, one of the things that I really like about, about the polyam community is the openness in the discussion to have uncomfortable conversations about uh-huh. what it is that you're doing, right? Whether it's, uh, STDs, whether it's, uh, your, your metamor, whether it's, you know, uh, new rules partners. and mm-hmm. new partners, all that stuff, right? But that you have those conversations, that in, in the community to have those conversations is a big thing. Because in the fact that you have those, those conversations in that community, it should be something that is talked about in all communities. Not in all just, relationships, in right? all relationships, all relationships, period, right? Yeah. Not just the polyam community, more so because you're dealing with more people's feelings, uh-huh, uh-huh. naturally, right? And because we don't have the uh, the script, right? Like with with monogamy, everything that we see, all the media that we see, is all geared towards monogamy. Like we have a lot of healthy representations of monogamous relationships through you know all kinds of stories and movies and books and et cetera and so on. Um, but for polyamory, for for multigamy, for non monogamy there isn't necessarily that script. And so there's a lot more communication that's required from us to kind of figure it all out uh, together. But I agree with you that those are great lessons that 
I wish I had known when I was monogamous. Like, if I had known to have these kinds of conversations, man, that would have been that would have been game changing, dude. I mean, it's opened up dialogue in my own relationship, right? So, in my own relationship, Russ and I, we've been we've been having our own issues, I guess, traumas. Not really. Really, what it is is we're talking about things, right? Mm. Things that maybe are uncomfortable, situations that you know, arise feelings that we have or whatever, but they're, they're, they're being discussed. They're, they're being talked about. And sometimes they're very uncomfortable and, and awkward and, and silly, but, but they're our own emotions. And now that they're, you know, now that they're out in the open, it's a, it's a lot easier to kind of move forward from there. Cause now it's, now it's one of those things where we're figuring out where do we go from here? All right. You've, you've, I understand how you feel. I understand how you feel. What does forward look like? Right. right. What is what is what does the next level look like? And I mean, we know we have we have two kids and we're dealing with, you know, the same thing that that a lot of polyam communities or are, are, are families are dealing with. Kids grow up. There's different levels of, you know, each kid is different and they're hitting that adolescent stage. And how are you supposed to parent this? And what do you want <laughs> them to do here? Like there's the typical stuff that every parent is going to go through. But like from a relationship standpoint, like, you know, where do we put each other first? Do we put each other second? Do we put each other, you know, after practice, before practice? Do we make special times? What's is 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 scheduling something on your calendar considered spontaneity, even though you scheduled it on your calendar? Like, you know, there's right. there's a lot of things that that go out, and, but it's the ability to to have that conversation, to to discuss what's going on with each other's feelings. And I think in today's society, I was listening to this guy on TikTok because, you know, that's what I do now. Uh, <laughs> I was listening to this guy on TikTok and he was talking about how um, how men have been disrespected. And, and you know, uh, what did he say? He said, chivalry's dead and women killed it, right? And, and Oh, yeah, I heard. But I heard that when I was like in high school. But I, okay. I, I, I didn't because I wasn't paying attention, right? Like, that's the thing, right? I, it, for me, I always heard chivalry's dead. Um, you know, that, that's a saying, but, but it was always geared towards, this is why you need to open the door. This is why you need to take her on a date. Right. Mm-hmm. It was more like chivalry's dead. Be better about it. Right. That's, okay. that's the impression that's the I TikTok. got. That's the, but no, the TikTok was opposite. The TikTok was chivalry's dead and women killed it. And, and mm-hmm. the, the whole idea behind it was, um, that women have been suppressing men things, the, the, the whole concept of the toxic masculinity and, uh, you know, that, that, uh, women need to be respected more. And it's almost like that whole feminist thing. Well, the, the, whole the, thing. the whole feminist thing, right? <laughs> but, cause you know what I, for, it's funny. I, I, cause you, you, you know me more than your audience knows me. And for me, a lot of these things are just concepts and ideas, whatever you believe in, you believe in, and that's your thing. Uh, but I group them into chunks, right? Now, and, and- I'm just I'm just gonna throw this out here for 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 my audience, <laughs> right? Before they they, they all start uh, blasting start me, yeah, I know. Oh, okay, okay. Comments. So so Don't so my brother day. and I are are very very different when it comes to uh you know everything political and philosophical. Oh, pretty much everything. Like yeah, I mean it, it, it's amazing sometimes that we came out of the same womb, um, but. <laughs> But by the same token, you know, uh, the, the, the one thing that we continuously talk about, especially uh, on your show, is, you know, we listen to each other. We love yes. each other. We talk to each other. We hey, listen angel. to each other. Hey, Angel. Uh, and even though we disagree, we're able to have these conversations. So, you know, while I am a feminist, right, and definitely believe in, in you know, well, I mean, to 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 my own extent uh you know but like 
for you, it's more of a concept and an idea, and I totally get that, you know, because, I mean... Well, for me, because there's an extreme to everything, right? There's an extreme yes, to everything. Yes, women should be respected more. Absolutely. But there's, a, there's also an extreme to that end, too, where it becomes detrimental to the male side. Guys are assholes. Yes, that happens. But there's an extreme level on that side that they need to kind of wean him back. And, and that's why I love having conversations with people because you need to be empathetic in every conversation you have. Just because you disagree doesn't mean that that's the end of the world, that that's the end of the conversation. Disagreements are the greatest thing in the world. That's where you learn more. I mean, I don't get to really you know, say anything while I'm on your show, even whether I disagree or, or not, but I get to listen and learn. Right? right, and that's powerful because it, it brings a it brings a different dynamic into the way I see the world on an everyday basis. Right? Yep. I mean, and you have and you have been learning because I mean, just the stuff that you were talking about with the the conversations that you're starting to have. I mean, would you do you think that you'd be having those conversations? Like, uh, has has being the producer on the show and listening in and all this stuff has it like kind of opened your eyes and 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 given you new ways of communicating that you didn't really think about before i think it's more like it gives me the ability i almost switched the screens because i was so used to doing it. <laughs> <laughs> too funny uh, we're, we're equal yeah. today we're equal today we're equal today um you know, it, it, it's it's more. I think it's a combination of things. I think it's the ability that to, the, the the first part is that there's a whole different world out there, right? That there's there are people who have this similar upbringings that I had, but mm -hmm. are living a dramatically different lifestyle, right? And and the idea mm -hmm. of accepting it yourself is something that that has really like hit me. Like, do I accept me for who I am? Yeah. Accept, oh, that was you know, that was do, a good conversation this weekend, wasn't it? It was. It was, right? Do I accept myself for for my mostly my dark side, right? It's mm -hmm. the shadow, that the part that nobody sees, right? The right. the vices or the the nonchalant quiet things that are in that back corner that nobody really knows about me because it's not part of my public persona. The, the right? shitty things that we've done in our past the shitty things we've done in our past the shitty things we've said in our past the shitty mm -hmm. things we've thought in our past right mm -hmm. all those mm -hmm. different things they're still part of who i am i mean they got me to where i am today right so to to be able to to realize that you know everybody's shitty and everybody has downsides but there are some people who are trying to actively accept those and then move forward. And I, you know, and it's funny because you talk to a lot of therapists and it's almost like I'm on the couch sometimes. I'm like, oh, that's good. I should ask that. <laughs> I should write that one down. Yeah, Ooh, I, should I do it all the time. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's great. So, you know, for me, it's, it's, it's that introspective. It's like, okay. Um, you know, I'm on the outside looking in. So from the outside looking in, you know, everybody judges right off the bat. Even people who say they don't judge absolutely judge. Now, whether you say it or not, different ballgame, right? But your mind makes that, that judgment call. We do it just to survive, right? We walk around like that person's dangerous. Stay away. I'm going to, I'm going to keep walking on the other side of the street. You don't even know that person, but mm -hmm. you've made that judgment call, right? So, so this, is, this is, this is exactly <clears throat> like, like what you're talking about right now is uh, what I think a lot of people actively work against. Right. Like uh, the, the that example that you said, somebody's walking down the street towards me and I'm going to go to the other side. I don't know anything about that person. Just something about them makes me feel unsafe, whatever. And, and so we go to the other to the other side of the street. And 
this is like like a mental thing um, uh, that that I think everybody does. I agree with you that it's just this instant. You know, it doesn't matter what the person might look like. It's just you get this feeling and you just you, you make that snap judgment. And I I agree with you that everybody does it. Uh, I would say that uh, a, a difference or or one of the things that that's changing is more people are actively looking at that snap judgment to see is this actually something that I should be worried about or is this like societal programming? And I think I think there's a there's that's why for me conversation is important, right? Because mm-hmm. you definitely need to have that. Why does that happen? First of all, why is it that you see something that's weird and you're like, oh, I'm stepping away from that? Why do we do that? Your mind Survival is literally instinct. trying to protect you, trying to help yep. you survive, right? Pattern, mm-hmm. pattern, pattern, pattern interrupt. I don't like that. Or pattern interrupt. That's what I was looking for, right? One of right. those two things is happening. So there's a there's a positive side to using that part of your brain to making snap judgments. Um, the, the, the downside of that is making, you know, I, 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 I'm in marketing. I use stereotypes all the time. I think they're freaking hilarious. I think they're, they're great. I think the fact that we're all different and we have different cultures and we have different societal issues or, or whatever in our cultures, the fact that we can poke fun of them. I think that's awesome. Right? For the record, when, we have had many fights about this. Yes, yes. Right? <laughs> making black jokes, making gay jokes, making whatever. As not long okay. As not okay. okay. For, for you, you're right. And for the most part, there. my thing is when people become offended, right, that is where some of these issues happen. I love to point out these things because I think they're great. I think they make us who we are. I think they're the beautiful part of society that we get to laugh at. You get two choices, right? <clears throat> you can either laugh at things or you can let things hurt you. And I'm the type of person who's like, you know what? That was hilarious. I think that's funny. That's the funniest Mexican joke. And I'm Mexican. I think that's great. One that's on allowed. one, right? That's <clears throat> allowed because you're Mexican. That, but that's not fair because when I see the world, I don't only see the mirror. I see everybody else in the world. And but you every do culture see it through has, a Mexican lens, though. I do see it Mexican through a Mexican American lens. lens. And that's okay. That's cool. That's what I was brought up in. And that's, I don't have any control over that. I mean, that was, you know, sperm and egg, meat, and boom. You know, one in 400 trillion, I happened to win the lottery and I was born. And this is where I was born, right? And this is the upbringing I have. It doesn't mean that my stereotypes are, are something that I'm going to go and implement, right? I, I'm not going to go and live that stereotype. But I think it's funny that we point it out. I think it's great that we point it out. I think that I think the the spread of social issues through comedy is amazing. Things people wouldn't know about certain things if it wasn't for comedic stereotypes, right? I mean, people wouldn't know that some of those things are bad and that they need to change if it wasn't for comedic stereotypes. Mm-hmm. So I think if we could take a moment and realize that some of the things that we say can be offensive, yes, but we're the ones who decide whether we get to laugh at this situation or let it destroy our day. So, right? so this is this is where we always have this this argument though, right? Like it's one thing to be to choose whether or not to be offended. Right? Like that's definitely, you know, personal choice. Somebody makes a, a again, I can be offended be it whatever, move on with my day. Or I can choose to laugh and just like, oh yeah, that's a good one. I'm gonna have to use that sometime. Right? Like I have I have the choice to do all these different things. But comes a when stereotypes can be harmful, right? It can and be. right? 
and right. that's that's why like that's why the constant conversation is about breaking those stereotypes doing away with those stereotypes i know i i get what you're saying like when 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 you say stereotypes i think you mean like like cultural nuances right like things about specific cultures that are you know towards those cultures you know asians eat rice and you know mexican eat tacos and you know whatever you know black folks like chicken you know like dave Chappelle, right um what, what was the, genetically the... predisposed yeah he's like, i thought i like chicken i thought all the time i liked chicken because it was delicious turns out i was i was genetically predisposed to liking chicken there you go right, right? so like you have all of these different things that are like maybe more more along the lines of cultural nuances but oh angel says beans, beans. Don't, don't forget, forget about beans, beans. <laughs> <laughs> my nickname i couldn't forget my I couldn't forget. <laughs> but um but when stereotypes become harmful like that's that's why the conversation is happening around stereotypes is because they've gotten to a point or they have been to a point for for a long time especially for black folks uh that that the stereotypes are extremely harmful leads to like uh uh incarceration at at you know phenomenal rates. like phenomenal rates like all this stuff because of stereotypes so that's why like i constantly argue with you I, that it, it, yeah and we're we're getting, we get to do this for another like nine minutes right so uh <laughs> and here here's my here here's my argument to that all the time it's when you sh when you when you shine a light on what is now stereotype exists because it's a it is what it is it, it happens so often that it becomes one of those stereotypes it gives that culture the ability to say look this is how the world sees us. And as you're bringing it, this is a generational thing. This is not something you're going to solve over, you know, one weekend or anything. Right. This is a whole generation that's being raised. You have, you have a lot of black Americans today that have taken a look at the stereotypes that they were raised in, that they were a part of, that they grew up in, that people poked fun of, that people judged, that people laughed at. And now they've making their they've made a point to get themselves out of that and raise their kids not to be that way. So in one to like, two generations of of shedding light on that type of stereotype, that will be no longer part of that culture because that culture has decided to make a change, mm -hmm. right? And and I think that's a that's not necessarily a bad thing. That's a good thing. Like, I mean, I, I think of I think of like out, us and Danny, right? We all were raised the same exact way, and we ended up in three completely different paths, right? I mean, I yep. mean that's the way it always is. How uh, you know? But but you know, going back to that that whole stereotype thing, like that's the, that's what's beautiful about what we have in a society. And again, you can choose to be offended, or you can choose to make a change within your own culture because that's the only change that you can really well, make, right? You say now, you say within your own culture, but it's like really within your own within household. one person yeah yeah but, but that household touches so many others right like, i mean there's so many different changes you guys you do it specifically on this show you talk about how you uh it's almost like you're shaming monogamy sometimes it's almost uh -huh. like we're shaming you know anybody else who's on the other side because they don't understand where i'm coming from right right but how do you change that you change that by having the conversations you change that by getting on the show and talking about this is my lifestyle 
This is how I feel about this particular situation. This is how I'm going about and changing it in my life and how I'm raising my kids to find acceptance. This goes back to that beginning thing we were talking about. You know, I don't talk about my vices and stuff that's in the shadows, right? But how am I going to make that change if it stays in the shadows? Nobody will ever know, right? They can judge, they can judge all they want, but nobody will ever know until I bring it to light. But if I bring it to light, I have risk of people judging. I have risk of people saying certain things or making me feel a certain way. So I either have a choice to be offended and then deal with the consequences or keep it in the shadows, in the closet, where nobody knows it exists and nobody knows how to deal with it. And no change will ever come. No change will ever come. Right? That, to me, that's the, that's the downside to it. I mean, you, you, you want change, but in order to do that, you have to be vulnerable, right? Mm -hmm. So you have to let it out at some point. You have to show the world, this is who I am, and I'm not sorry for it anymore, right? But that's the same thing in every culture, and it's okay to laugh at certain things. You better believe the polyam community. I look at your Instagram feed. You guys are making fun of your own selves and stuff that's going on in your own culture. It's going on, you know what I mean? And it's cool. You laugh at it because you're all going through the same type of problems. You're going through the same the type of issues. The unicorn hunters and the yes. calendar. And, yes. And, yeah. Right? And is it wrong for you to say that? What if there's somebody out there who is a unicorn hunter? Who's actually out there? That's the lifestyle they want to go to. What's wrong with that? That's their lifestyle. Mm -hmm. As long as they're open with everybody out. But you guys are, are picking on them because they're unique in your situation. Right? Frowned like, upon for whatever reason. Yeah. Frowned upon, right? But who's the judge? Who's judging? Everybody, right? Everybody. And that's that's my point. Like, you <laughs> that's your point. That's your point that you wanted to make. <laughs> you, you Everybody make judges. Choice, right? You get to make the choice. You either you either laugh about it and realize that shit, we're all human. We all make stupid stuff, and this is the lifestyle I lead. And yeah, some of the stuff I do is funny, right? We're humans. Every time I fart, I think it's hilarious. Thanks, right? Nino. Nino, yeah. <laughs> uh, every time I fart, I think it's hilarious. Because it's funny. It's a weird noise and gas fart that comes out of the butt, right? Fart jokes doesn't matter. I'm 39 years old. I still think they're hilarious, right? I think they're Especially funnier now. Especially when timed right. Especially when timed right. But other people might look at that and say, oh, I can't believe he did that at this moment, right? Oh, disgusting. I, I could choose to be offended or I could laugh about it, right? And that's what I think about most things in society. Have a conversation. Have a, have a talk. Even if you don't disagree, I mean, even if you disagree, it's cool. Go in, you'll learn something. Try to understand why you disagree with this person. Where are they coming from? Doesn't mean they change your mind, but if you can get an idea to, to view the world through their lens, you learn so much. Yep. I think, you know, that that's, that's where a lot of people lack in today's society because things are so polarizing. Like, everything nowadays gets it, it, it's so polarized and you know a lot of times i i completely I, I understand it i you know when we're having this conversation right now there's like so much i want to say about the, the the harmful effects of stereotypes and you know uh you're talking about uh the the personal responsibility that each person has but like there's so much systemic you know stuff that has uh occurred over the generations that has put people in a place where like it's really hard to just say oh personal responsibility like that's not enough like there's a like there's a whole bunch of stuff that i want to say um that you and i we always we have these conversations all the time um and they're you know even though they're they're fundamental differences you and i could still come together and 
be brothers, have a beer. be family, have a beer, have a smoke and a pancake, have, you know, watch a lot football, of pancakes and peanut butter and jelly. You know, like, like the, the, the thing is, I guess the thing that, that, that we're trying to get to that is, is listen to people, talk to people, have conversations, you know, maybe we're not going to change everybody's mind, but what we can do is show people that we're human too and give other people that same respect i guess that same that they're same still validity human. they're still, yeah, human. They're still and, human and we both believe that most people are good most people want the best not just for themselves but for society as a whole we you know we're all going to have different ideas of how to get there and a lot of the times those ideas are going to contradict you know there's a lot of people who uh you know are anti-capitalist and we are, you know, unfortunately not. We're we're <laughs> we love exactly. Uh, Robbie. We, we love we love business. We're 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 the business bros uh, on top of other things, you know. And there's people who uh, I don't know what whatever monogamy versus polyamory or non-monogamy. Like there's all kinds of things that that people are going to disagree with. But we both we all I think generally want the same things, and that's just peace, love, happiness. Pursuit yeah. of happiness, right? Man, it's funny, dude, because uh, you know, I I, I was Russell. Russell always trips out. Like, how do you how do you keep a level head? How do you keep going? How are you just happy? Like, I don't get it. I'm like, well, I really only think about the things I can control. If I can't mm-hmm. control it, why stress about it? Right. I can't. I can't do anything about that. Right. On the flip side of that, you can always get better. You can always make more money. You can always get in better physical shape. You can always, you know, oh, those say are still a things more, that you can participate control. a little more. Those are things you can control, right? So you can always do more. You can always be better. We don't always choose that, mm-hmm. but you always can, right? In the meantime, whatever you can control, whatever's within your, your grasp, that's what you can stress on. If it's not, don't even think about it. <laughs> it's not going to do anything for you to stress out. You're going to trip out. You're going you're gonna to make yourself go crazy, right, Angel? Exactly, yeah. right? Yep. There's only yep. certain things that you have in your control. And, you know, everything else, every culture is different, right? Some people are like, screw it, whatever. I can't control it. Some people are like, pray about it. Some people are like, you know, go on the couch and talk to a therapist about it. Let it out, whatever you need to do. For me, it's if I can control it, then I'm talking about it. I'm working on it. If I can't, no big deal. I mean, for me, those are some of the big, those big problems like, you know, capitalism. Does it have, is capitalism problematic? Sure. We have not come to a better solution, and that's a problem that's just too big for me to solve. And so, you know, it's not something that I stress about either. But you know, and now time for an obscene profit break. No. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, quoting uh, R.I.P. Rush, yeah, uh, Rush Limbaugh, who is uh, definitely hated by, I'm sure, the majority of, of my people. audience. But that line is funny. <laughs> but that line is that funny. Line. That line is funny. And and just so everybody is aware, definitely grew up in a conservative ho- conservative household. Mm-hmm. Uh, definitely remember driving home from high school multiple times over, listening to Rush Limbaugh, Dr. Laura, and Paul Harvey's The Rest of the Story. Which was good, by so, the way. Paul Harvey's that, 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 that was always good. That was always good. Yeah. But, you know, that's that's my upbringing. That's, that's, that's where I come from. So there's a lot of stuff that I'm still shedding. There's a still a lot of stuff that I'm working through. There's still a lot of stuff that I need to unlearn that I had to unlearn to get to where I am now. Still more stuff that I'm, you know, continuing to learn and unlearn and all this stuff. It's just we're 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 all on this 
life's journey doing the best we can. That's it. That's it. All right. Well, that was fun, bro. Appreciate you hanging out with me today. Uh, and everybody else who was live, thank you to our live audience for tuning in today. As a reminder, when we're live, you get no commercial interruptions, but the same can't be said for those podcast downloads. So if you want to avoid the commercial interruptions, be sure to catch us live Monday through Wednesday, 2.30 Pacific time for the rest of this month, or sign up for Patreon where you'll get access to our commercial-free RSS feed and support the show. Don't forget to subscribe on YouTube, wherever it is that you download your podcast. And if you haven't already, please leave us a review. We'll really appreciate it. That's all we've got for you all today. Thank you again. Broski, and until next time, everybody. Have a nice day. Thank you for tuning in to the Practicing Polyamory podcast. Would you or someone in your polycule like to be a guest? Sign up at practicingpolyamory.com and join the conversation. Please support us by subscribing, liking, and following us on social media at Practicing Polya by clicking any of the affiliate links on our website or by subscribing at patreon.com slash 